Hey folks, this is Kevin, and I run this whole shebang. And before we get into this week's episode, I want to talk to you really quickly about a cause that we support mightily. I'm talking about the International Rescue Committee. Now, we all know about the uh, the immigration bans, and whether you know, history will discuss whether it was meant to be a a ban on refugees in general or a ban on Muslims in general. But what we do know is that this is this is uh, sort of a horrific. Um, Affront against human rights, and 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 puts a lot of people in danger. Uh, and you know, I'm not going to talk to how to fight that right now. But what you can do is support International Rescue Committee uh, with your dollars. They uh, their explicit goal and mission is to step in 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 moments of crisis like right now. You know, we already had a refugee crisis from Syria. Uh, and and help these people who are fleeing oppressive regimes, cr- uh, you know, disasters, whatever, and um, and uh, helping them survive, like good humans should do. So uh, there's going to be a link in the show notes, and there's if you go to their homepage, actually, uh, right at the top of it, there's a donate button. Uh, we are donating to them now on a monthly basis, and I would urge you to one dollar helps. A lot more dollars help a lot more, but it's really whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh, anything will help, and you will feel good about it. And, uh, and and you know, it's not the only thing we need to do. We need to all speak up and and whatnot. But uh, but it is it is the most direct uh, path to helping fix what's going on. So uh, that, that that's our quick message for this podcast. Now on with the show. Okay, it happens here. And it finishes here. Two men enter. One man leaves. Merely a two-word review. Just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next That right there is a lot of the Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Got a really good podcast for you this week, so I'm going to keep it brief. Um, first up, uh, we're going to be talking about Cloud Nothings. It's a little band out of Ohio, the place where I uh, I was I was spawned. Haven't been back there much. Haven't spent a little time, but apparently people are telling me it is quite the groovy place. They have their, I believe, fourth album out, Life Without Sound. Uh, so down here to talk about that is going to be myself, uh, Mr. Paul, and uh, Mr. Eduardo. A lot of '90s aficionados here, uh, except for me. And then, uh, and then after that, going to tell you about a guy named Howard Tate. Also, going to tell you about a little thing that I've been doing lately uh, that has been getting a lot more music into my life. Uh, it, it it very simple. It's a hashtag. If you, if you follow me on Twitter personally or or on Facebook, if you're a friend. And you see that, uh, then you know what I'm talking about. But actually, it's turned out really, really fucking groovy. And uh, this this is one of those things that I found. So there you go. Uh, that is going to be our podcast for this week. So if you are ready and you have a, uh, a tasty beverage or snack, maybe. Sometimes snacks are appropriate for this. Although we've been going a little short lately. So hopefully you don't run out of food. Don't have to don a party it up. 
Uh, let's head on down to the basement and get started talking about Cloud Nothings and their new album, Life Without Sound. But welcome, welcome back, Eduardo. Welcome back, Paul. We're down Cheers. here. Uh, how's your hangover still doing? It's this. Uh, this That's a news this, item, Eduardo's hangover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, should I talk the listeners through? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's we'll, do it. We'll, well, so the first thing everyone needs to know is that I'm not wearing glasses today, which is unusual for me because I have contacts. <laughs> I don't know you if don't you guys can hear see. that or not. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say last night uh, was kind of a long night for me, and uh, like a lot of uh, people out there, I was upset by some of the things that are happening in the country, and mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I kind of went down this like wine fueled hate spiral uh, it was thoroughly, thoroughly directed at the at the current occupant of the white house and his many awful fucking enablers but uh but it just led to a long night and a very slow morning yes i've been nursing okay. this beer here for yeah good hour and change no problem no problem man. still have a hour and change left. i mean geez with the gap we've had between these two podcasts it's been like a week at this point <laughs> that's right. yeah exactly. that's right well exactly. i've been here the whole time taking care of the 311 series yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come on, man. I think we've did we forget to feed you or no? Nah, we fed you. Yeah, it's good. I, I have I have resources. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, we're we're down here today. We now I've said this a lot. Uh, we are not an indie rock podcast, an indie music podcast. We are a music podcast in sight. But today we're going to talk about some goddamn indie rock. Uh, talking about, and this will make Paul happy. Uh, it makes me happy because it's not Japan droids. And uh, <laughs> going to be talking about. <laughs> sorry. Uh, going to be talking about a uh, new album from Cloud Nothing's Life Without Sound. A little intro to this band. Uh, it's fronted, and basically the whole thing is is kid Dylan Baldy back in two thousand nine in Cleveland, Ohio, which is not far away from where I was born. Uh, he said, I'm going to start writing songs. He was in college at the time. And then he, um, he got some good results from it. And then just fake, basically called up his folks and said, Hey, uh, mom and dad, I am dropping out of college and I'm going to do this music thing. It has turned out well for him. I mean, he took a path very much like, uh, Will Toledo from Card mm-hmm. Headrest. He was re- releasing songs off, uh, or on, on MySpace, if you guys remember that. Uh, on MySpace, he was just making up band names to write a song. So it sort of like dissociates like what your expectation, like the brand from your thing. Uh, until he he was just trying to outdo himself, and Cloud Nothing stuck as a name, so that's what he did. He put together a band. Uh, this is his fourth album, I think, in 2012. That was the one, uh, Attack on Memory, that was the one that got him a lot of attention. Uh, right, Rightly so, because it's an amazing fucking yeah. album. Yeah. yeah, seconded. Yeah, yeah. It, it needs to be said, too, that in this basement is uh, when I, me and PJ Sykes became friends, who's a pretty semi-famous music photographer there's a photo of this guy uh on our post here it's like everybody sitting mm-hmm. down here there uh right at the start of that band he shot him it's a fantastic photo and uh and so i actually thought it was will toledo the first time i saw the picture i've had a lot of people so, be, thought yeah. think it's me and i'm just like what <laughs> yeah so it's, it's a weird confluence because pj didn't know uh me at that point so uh but at, at any rate uh this new album is out there's a lot of been talk about whether or not uh, they are living up to their own hype. I want to play a little song right now, uh, and this was actually the first uh, single off this, and actually, for my money, this is the best song on the album. So mm-hmm. uh, this is this is Modern Act off of Cloud Nothing's Life Without Sound. Modern 
fact of Cloud Nothing's uh, Life Without Sound. Now, that is, uh, and actually, Paul in the break asked, like, Kevin, when you listen to this, did you think this is what the inside of my head sounds like? That was my first thought. <laughs> it was my exact first thought. But the reality is is that I am a huge Replacements fan, and that life, like, uh, the, I, mm-hmm. I, I want a life uh, only lately, and then I have a life, but I'm all alone. That is some Paul Westerberg-level mm-hmm. shit. It is. It cuts to the quick of... of that emotional like rawness and this album is sort of lousy with with those things and actually i mean their catalog in general is like that in this though it's it's a neat trick i think because uh much like the replacements who started off very raw and very in some cases derivative uh they moved into this thing where they were like you know what pop is okay and this is what we've seen this on a couple albums this year even in fact the album we talked about recently priest a little more poppy but you know, for this to get into this mode, I've never paid too much attention to this band, and I and I don't need it to be pop. But I, I think his skills as a writer and as an arranger and everything have now reached the point that he can do this, and it'll be. It, this is going to go out as a, as a, I think a really big record in twenty seventeen, maybe. Eduardo, no, I think that's right. I think um, I think you know, I'll I'll also say though that this um. What I love so much about Attack on Memory is that it it has these just huge hooks, right? Mm-hmm. And it and it sort of it sounds anthemic without being cheesy, um, in in kind of a very cool scaled down indie sort of way. I think this album is missing a little bit of that sheen. It doesn't quite have as many songs that just instantly grab me and make me think, "Fuck yes, I need this to be louder." Um, Although although Modern Act is probably um, the one that I would single out as just like that'll be on playlists and mixes mm-hmm. and and all kinds of things during the year. I think um, we, we were talking before we started this about just how this how great it is that this is another short album on the year, right? And this is an album that gets in and out pretty quickly, and and I think does exactly what it sets out to do. Um, but you know, if there is, if there is like a knock against it, I think it just has to be that it, it's, it's a little samey. It's a little bit um, more of just a continuation of what Dylan uh, Baldy has done up to now and not, it doesn't necessarily break any new ground, which is not, you know, which, which we sort of use selectively to, yeah. to knock someone. Right. So well, and honestly, like, I mean, <laughs> but four albums in, I'm happy with seeing polish on a sound mm-hmm. you've been working on. You don't need to feel like you need to reinvent the wheel every time you go out right. there. And Something that I think disappointed me about Here and Nowhere Else, which wasn't a bad album, it just yeah. didn't live up to Attack on Memory, is that there was nothing on there that hit the highs to stay useless. Like, I kept going, like, yep. I'd rather go back and listen to that again. This album has those songs. Like, he took the pieces of Attack on Memory and cut out some of the more, like, dirgy, uh, spoken word type stuff right, and right, right, right. just moved on and said, you know what? Screw it! I'm going to do hooks. I'm going to do anthems. I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm going to tighten this up. And we we've seen a similar I think a similar arc in plenty of bands, but especially especially bands that follow that replacements model. I mean, you yeah, think yeah. you think about uh, about Hold Steady. You think about some of the yeah, other bands that came up in the '90s, and it's like, all right, the first one is the first one is raw. Mm-hmm. The second one, you know, you're trying something different, and then you and then you really get your sound, and you keep refining it, and you tighten it up. And you don't need to go out and do something entirely different. You just which, do which what was, you do honestly, well. I mean, uh, not to not to bash on the whole study, but I think that was their ultimate downfall. That they felt they needed to push it further, and and what they could do. And I mean, even today with with Craig Finn still putting out records and stuff, they they got away from like their sweet spot of what just they're good at mm-hmm. because you know all he's talking about on this album is personal pain. A lot of it. I mean that that 
chorus, and then hook sort of is the theme of the album. Mm-hmm. He's alone. He doesn't want to be alone. What do you do about that? And it has like he has highs and lows. I mean, it's just like everybody else. One of the songs we're going to hear is addresses that in a little more angry way. But, um, but like with the hold steady, uh, following that model, and they got to boys and girls in America, and I would even say stay positive, uh, to some point. But then after that, they lost whatever. What, I don't know if it's because yeah. of uh, growing up, moving, moving on. Like you don't have a connection to it. Uh, he's this guy's still pretty young. I mean, yeah, I mean we don't need to belabor the whole steady thing, but they didn't no, exactly let's, lose let's, it. Let's relitigate the whole steady right now. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> those last couple albums had yeah, some I good stuff you. on you them. Yeah, you thought you were coming down here <laughs> talking about this. That's fine. You want to talk about Teeth Dreams again? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, I want to... Yeah, let's, let's play another track now, because that, that song is, in, in, is pretty poppy. This song is not... And uh, and then I want to talk about what that means for like uh, what you guys think about indie rock in general. So this is this is Dark and Rings off of uh, Cloud Nothing's latest. Rings uh, off of Life Without Sound, and you know, talking about that is uh, a little more aggressive than the last track, a little more raw, and that, that's sort of what happened in the 90s. Now, Paul, you know, you and I have different feelings about the 90s music, but the 90s is your jam. So, I want you to speculate, because I'm trying to figure out my a theory of the 90s, like what happened. Oh, a theory of the 90s? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No. That is doomed to fail. Okay. No, no, no. But, like, <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out a theory of the 90s. Like, for me, like, th- because this is actually really working for me. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, like, I, I, I fa- famously or whatever, nobody really cares. You know, I hate Siamese Dream with a passion. <laughs> uh, nothing past Gish is okay. But, uh, you know, the that's a touchstone for, like, you. 
That is that right. is a big album for a lot of people, and so all of these things that I just rejected, uh, I hear a lot of in here, and and I hear it the more at the time I rejected that because it was more polished. So I'm hearing this, I'm like, yeah, you know, this is actually good, and I remember there was something in the '90s music that really hit me. So what 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 is that? Why why is that working, dude? I I can't tell you why one thing is working for you and others okay. aren't, man. Like. That's uh, that's between you and whatever your uh, taste has developed to at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I think part of it is that, look, we've talked about this a lot. You know, now everybody is comfortable mixing up, mixing up genres. Everybody, if they take the time, has the ability to make their record sound polished. So there's not, or there shouldn't be, uh, among music consumers, this reflective, reflexive rejection of polish. And I think that you got a lot of that in the '90s. That was your, I think that's mm-hmm. your response to Siamese Dream, like you said. Yeah, but it's sure. also what you know. People who didn't like anything that Pavement did after Slanted and Enchanted uh, were coming back to like right. every band. It was once you got a budget, you got polished, and then you that that counted as selling out. But now you can polish on your laptop if you take if you take enough yeah. time to do it. So at some point now, sounding too sloppy just sounds like you're not taking the time to make it sound good. It's an it's, aesthetic. Yeah. It's not like, like lo-fi is it's an aesthetic now, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so I, I think I you, might, you, might be responding to, you might be responding to him really taking the time and the effort to develop his craft here. Well, I mean, because we're, we're literally living in the, uh, and this is not meant to be a slam on Bandcamp at all, obviously, but uh, we're living in the Bandcamp generation. You can do whatever you want and you can get it up there. You are in control. Mm-hmm. And the result has been there's a lot of bad music out there uh, that, that people just don't think about. That doesn't mean there's a lot of like untalented people making it, even though that's always true. You know, it's just always true, period. But to, I guess now, back then, it was like, oh, you polish it. Like I don't, I don't feel the energy in this. It's like, whereas now, it's it just swung too far into like. All right, you guys are just like crapping in a cup, and well, like it's also because you know pol- polish back then meant you got the big record contract, right? Like, right. You weren't. But poli- I don't know that I react to that. I don't care how much money you're making. It's, but it's not conscious. It's that you're sitting there listening to something that's supposed to sound raw and real, and mm. you wait for the next one, and then suddenly it's on K Rock, and it sounds like it was recorded in a studio that cost thousands of dollars an hour because it was. And it doesn't matter. It's not that you're saying, oh, my band can't make money, but you can tell when the big studio gets involved just because it sounds better. Mm. And now it doesn't necessarily matter. Does, it does any of what you just craft. said uh, play into the rise of Smash Mouth? <laughs> I, think, I think Paul just explained the rise of Smash Mouth, actually. <laughs> who are, who are going to do a split EP with Car Seat. Did you guys see this? Car Seat and Smash Mouth want to collaborate on an EP where they cover each other's songs. <laughs> So, so, I actually do want that. to hear the Carsey and Red version of All Stars. Get, get, get ready for it because it's coming. Will Toledo, you have you have failed us all. Um, I mean, let's be honest the singles ver- the single version of Drunk Drivers Killer Whales might as well as as well have been a Smash Mouth. It's crap. It's a little. Yeah. It's, 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 on, it's, on, it's on the schlocky side. Uh, <laughs> you know, another band we haven't like mentioned in here because I mean, there's a lot of different influences. We said replacements. Uh, I hear a lot of Smashing Pumpkins. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Sebado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou Barlow's thing. Which, yeah. if you don't know those records, uh, that I mean, that's that's where my base is in '90s and like indie rock. You go back. Uh, the early ones are really hard to listen to 
Because it's it's not a, it's like a two track. It's not yeah, even a four yeah, yeah. track, and it's just like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little grating. Yeah, they let they cut the part. where like, hey man, you want to get really high and make noise, and then and then <laughs> so, but as they progressed, especially when you get to bake sale and and beyond, uh, it's it's a remarkable, uh, remarkably emotive band and remarkable Sonics that they mm-hmm. got out of it. Uh, I finally got to see them actually a couple of years ago, and it was just like, oh, I get it. This guy is one of those guys. He just sounds like him, and all the feels. There's yeah, I mean, Sebado's a great poll, and I think you know, built the spill too. Yeah, all there's a little art. a band I'm not terribly familiar. with. I know you're not a big fan of them, but like, I don't. It's at, not you, even I'm a big fan. I'm not terribly familiar with them. You get you get you compare their early stuff to what Keep It Like a Secret sounded yep, like, and yep. it's a similar type of arc. There's there's another band that I keep thinking of uh, as sort of a counterexample to Cloud Nothings because I think they're. Uh, not successful and it's beach slang <laughs> so um <laughs> right because because they're clearly aping the replacements and a lot of you, you know the, the things and 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 we said this when we talked about them last year right um yes. and and their songs are just horribly cliche ridden and uninteresting and repetitive and just outright douchey i mean I, I don't like using that word but that's but that's basically the beach slang vibe wow. um and i just don't i just don't think that they've been able to say anything new or of interest whereas cloud nothings i think is um is is you know taking uh this entire canon of like a 90s approach to music and finding a way to make it modern and relevant and you know without falling into any of the traps of just you know being uh cliched or facile so uh yeah i mean like like this could have been like a silver chair album Silverchair. Oh, Kevin loves to reference Silverchair. No, 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 no. This could be a Silverchair album, but no, that's actually a good point. It, it takes those things from the '90s and makes them relevant. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like now I'm, I'm listening to a band that was like around then who's just like, oh, let's see if we can make some more money, guys. The problem is Kevin doesn't acknowledge the awesomeness of Frog Stomp. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a new dawn, man. Yeah. I'll play it later today. Also, we'll Eduardo, I don't know if we can use douchey to describe beach slang when the chain smokers exist. <laughs> <laughs> they own it. <laughs> Damn, they pretty much Fair have to enough. retire it since they got big. So I'll cancel the chain smokers interview, and um, yeah, that's not going to play out so well. Uh, so, uh, so Eduardo, what are you going to do with this? I'm. Uh... I'm 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 like right on the line between try and buy, and I'm probably I'm I'm going to end up on the buy side because um, it's not it's not fair to judge everything they do against Attack on Memory, and that was my initial just sort of knock mm-hmm. on it was that it's not doesn't quite reach those those heights, but it's a really really good album, so I'm a buy. Yeah. Paul, oh, this is a strong buy for me. Strong? Good good chance at uh, being in my uh, top list this year. <laughs> so. Didn't see that coming. Uh, you know what? I'm going to buy it. Uh, this is this their buy. first triple buy of the yeah. year, so uh, yeah, because like I haven't, I just don't have, I don't know where the CDs are that I can reach back and find them. Wait, this is our first triple buy of the year. I think so. D- doesn't run the jewels exist? Oh yeah, yeah. Berenstain, yeah. <laughs> Berenstein. Berenstein. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter. All right, five nothing style. Go ahead and get it.
Cloud Nothing's Life Without Sound is available everywhere you can buy records now. And uh, you know, if that's your jam, it's a it's a man, it's a it's a nice nice blast from the past. Uh, hate to put it like that. I hope hope anybody in the band isn't offended, but that, that's what it is to me. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, thanks to Paul and Water for coming down as usual. Uh, before we get out of here this week, I want to talk to you about a little thing that I've been doing. Now, you know, we we search. Uh, we make it a point to search around and, and play tracks at the end of this. Sometimes they complement what we're talking about. Sometimes they're just random stuff. This is this is more a reflection of what I've been diving into, and and that is, it, you know, at the beginning of the new year, we there was just a lot of great music in 2016. A lot of it, too much, too much to uh, to really process, and that 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 took me away a little bit from one of my favorite pastimes, which is digging into stuff I just haven't heard. You can't have heard anything. We've heard a lot combined on this podcast. We've definitely heard a lot. But you can't have heard anything. And so so I started this little thing, and I started tweeting it out every morning uh, from uh, ChunkyKevin.com. Or not ChunkyKevin.com, at ChunkyKevin, um, which is me on Twitter. And uh, with the hashtag, uh, new to you every morning. And uh, and what this is, is I get up, and I uh, I, I check my services currently subscribing to Apple Music and Spotify. Check their algorithm and see what what is suggested for me that day. And then typically I'll, I'll take something that maybe I don't know a lot about, and I'll go off that and see what's suggested off that. And so dig a little deeper. And that's how I found the artist that we're going to play here in just a second. Uh, you know, I was looking around. I'm, I am I am a fan of soul music. I like to think I, I know a lot about it, but I'd never heard of this guy, Howard Tate. Uh, passed away in 2011. Uh, but he was a he was a soul singer uh, back in the day. Uh, had a few hits in the sixties. Ain't nobody home. Uh, get it while you can. And uh, in fact, that that track was covered by Janis Joplin. Um, so you might have heard that song there. Um, you know the typical story of of sort of the drug woes and the music business woes took him. But he you know he he sort of persevered. Had a comeback in the early two thousands and. Uh, and there's a few albums out there. The the one that I'm going to talk about, or the track I'm going to play, is called "She's a Burglar" off his 1972 album, uh, just Howard Tate, self-titled. And it, man, it sounds like 1972, but it sounds rad as fuck. So, so if you haven't heard of this guy, uh, get excited because this is some good shit. Uh, if you have, uh, this is a good time to revisit it. So here you go. This is Howard Tate off his self-titled. Uh, LP back way from way back in 1972. Uh, the name of the track is "She's a Burglar." She's a burglar. She broke into my mind. She's a burglar. Took everything she could find. She looked into my eyes. They came out from the socket, and just like that, my heart.
Ziggler. Howard Tate. Good, good stuff. The rest of that album. The rest of the album sounds exactly like you would expect it to sound. Uh, it's amazing. In fact, after we uh, we just talked about Sampha with uh, my friends Marcus and Marcus, and uh, afterwards I played this for him. Not that they haven't heard it, which is crazy. And uh, and especially Marcus Dowling, he he spent a year or so watching all these black exploitation films, and this is squarely in the time when people were looking to soul singers and saying, "Hey, why don't you do a black exploitation song?" Uh, and Howard Tate, I think, definitely did. You can dig through his catalog; it's amazing. But uh, but there you go. If you haven't heard of him, I will put a link in the show notes, put links to Spotify and and all that, so you can listen to him, look him up. Uh, and if you, honestly, if you know more about him, because I'm just looking up. I'm going through and listening to the records, man. And I am just, like, looking at the Wikipedia page. There's not a whole lot of uh, information on him. So if you know some more about him, hit me up at Kevin at ChunkyGlasses.com. I'd love to learn more about this guy because uh, this, this, this is great. This is right in my wheelhouse. And, again, the thing, how I found it, it's, uh, it's hashtag new to you every morning. And uh, it really, it can be anything can't be embarrassed by it either i <laughs> tweeted out new to me uh the miseducation of lauren hill because i've never listened to the entire album it was spurred on by our fuji's cast but up until last week i never listened to it uh straight through so there you go that's our podcast i hope everybody is doing okay out there we know it is it is crazy you know keep keep speaking up if you're if you're looking at our twitter t- account too and you're seeing a lot of a lot of political tweets and whatnot. Well, deal with it. Um, we are strong advocates, and we've said many, many times, if you have to have a platform, use it. Well, so that's what we're going to do. We amplify. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we help. I don't know. Uh, but we also help by uh, donating to organizations like ACLU, Planned Parenthood. Um, going to have some more coming up. The links are always – that list is going to grow beneath the show notes of places you can do to help out. So, uh, you know, stay vigilant. Stay safe, uh, and we'll be back in a few days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!